Welcome to another edition of Politics Done Right. My name is Egberto Willis, and today I am honored once again. The last time was 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 too long with the one and only El Senor Tim Black, the resident radical on the progressive side. How you doing, brother? I'm doing fine, Egberto. How you doing, my brother? Good to see you. I am hanging in there, hanging in there, just watching all, watching all the good stuff you've been doing on TikTok, Instagram, and everywhere else. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. And, you know, look, looking at one of our, our, our great progressives in style, what's up? Hey, man, it's a pleasure to be here, man. And uh, I've been checking you out. I know that you're steady doing what you've been doing, expanding your reach, um, telling people all about what's going on with the politics, getting it done right. So I'm, pl I'm pleased to be here, man. I'm, I'm very honored. Well, I'm honored as well to have you here. Now, tell me, uh, be before we get started, I want the audience to know who you are. Because, like I said, you have a special way of doing your program that I admire. You are really in your face. with the, and, and I think it is something that we have got to have. So tell me a little bit about yourself first. And how did you come up with the, the Tim Black style and the way you do your show? Well, brother... All I can say is that I, I try to keep it authentic to who I am. You know, I used to be in computers another life ago. I was in computers and uh, contracting, right? And that wasn't really who I was, but it's who I needed to be at the time in order to take care of my family. And as I started to do commentary about issues I thought that were important, brother, um, I said, well, you know what? I'm just going to do this on the side. So I come home from work, I cut on the camera, and I start talking about stuff. Whatever was going on in my world, what was happening in the news, or what have you. And that was very authentic because I didn't care about building an audience, bro. I just wanted to express myself. Um, I was always in the broadcasting. I was always in, I, I envisioned myself being a radio uh, host or a talk show host or something like that. Something I always wanted to do. So I'm like, I'm going to do it. I got the internet now. And I don't have to pay to do it. I could do it from my home. I got a little webcam and I just started doing it. And slowly it started to catch on and people started to notice it. And I'm like, what? People, people care about this? We're talking maybe 20 people watching, which grew to 50 people watching, which grew a little bit more. And I was like, wow. So once one of my contracts for my position uh, didn't kind of work out, I said, well, you know what? I've already got this audience. Let's give it a shot. You know, let's give it a shot. Let's see what happens. And that's sort of like where, where I began doing this full time. It was, it was just me finding my voice, so to speak. And um, like, as always, man, I encourage everyone to try things out, see what they like to do. And if you enjoy it, if you can find a way to, to, to be authentic to yourself, um, look yourself in the mirror the next day, the next morning, then give it a shot. And that's what I've done, brother. You know, I think it is so important that you, you said something that is important. Uh, you're doing something that I think we need in the space, right? We need what you're doing in this space, a progressive space, a space where people, where you, you uh, I used to say where you empower people, but what you really do is you show people, uh, you, you show people that they are already empowered. 
And a show like yours, a show like mine, that is what we try to do. We can't do a damn thing about empowering you, but we can tell you, hey, guy, remember, you're already empowered. What I love about what you do is you have no fear in going against the grain, which too often everybody drops into that cycle of I have to follow this particular path. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, the way I see it is, and I think this goes for every industry that you, you know, whatever industry you're in, there's a way of doing things that seems to be the formula that works, right. right, you know? And it's sort of like a track, you like you get on a career track, if you're going to a new job and say, hey, this is how we do things here, and this is how you will excel, this is how you will be successful. If you meet these criteria, check the boxes. And I think that's what people kind of fall into. But being free to do your own thing, it, it um, it's gonna feel more relevant to people because they can tell when you're kind of scripted. Right. You know, it's safer to go by the traditional you know, way of doing things. Sort of like with the progressive movement, right? So progressive movement is a fluid thing. I think it changes, but it's really about what you personally feel. Over the years, Egberto, my opinions have changed. I allow myself the freedom to say, you know what? I disagree with the boilerplate version of what gun control should be. I personally disagree with it because I'm a black man who grew up in the inner city. Now, to be a progressive with me, you know, you want to ban most assault rifles, you want to ban certain gun ownership, you want to put a lot of locks and controls on guns. And I was like, wow, yeah, I agree with this in theory because I don't want to see people getting needlessly shot, needlessly killed. But once I looked at myself more authentically as a black man who grew up this way, I realized, you know what, dog, I can't feel comfortable, Egberto, telling brothers not to have guns. Because where we come from, where I grew up now, people, violence in poor black neighborhoods is a very prevalent thing. It's not just because a homeowner has a gun in their house and they're protecting their home. It's because we got criminals who are living under poverty, who, who lack education, who lack access to resources, who are willing to do things to get money. But it's not the homeowner with the gun protecting his family that's the problem. It's the criminal. And why do we got the criminal? Because of economics, because of lack of, like I said, lack of resources, all these things. I said, you know what? My belief system, I'm not going to, for a minute there, Egberto, I had changed my belief system because I thought this is for the greater good. This is, this is what we need to do because we want to save lives. But, bro, I, on, I want you to know my opinion on guns is different now. It's not going to be, yeah, I, I don't like school shooters, but you know what? If my wife is coming home 3 o'clock in the morning from a, working a double shift as a nurse, I want her protected. And the blue-haired progressive person in Portland may not understand that because maybe that's not her life, right? Maybe her circumstance is not, she's her, her sister or her wife, I mean, her, or her wife or her, her mother or whoever is not working till 3 a.m., coming home in a bad neighborhood by herself with low lights, low, with lights that don't. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it... <clears throat> a real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. 
That's shopify.com slash system. I'm bright. They're not concerned with that. So how authentic am I to just fall in line with what the humanist report is saying or what David Pakman is saying? That's that David Pakman's life. Why should, so David Pakman is okay to have a different politics, a politics that's quote unquote progressive. But as a black man who grew up in that, grew up in Southeast DC, formerly the murder capital of the United States, is it authentic for me to say they had the same politics as David Pakman on issues like this? They have the same politics as Sam Cedar, who didn't live in a poor neighborhood, whose friends did not die from uh, gangs in the neighborhood? No. So as I, the journey's never over to answer your question, Egberto. I'm totally with changing and growing. And sometimes I'm going to grow and change into ways or towards uh, ideas it may be different than the average progressive. And that's okay. I don't need to label progressive. I believe in healthcare. I believe when you do something about climate change. I believe I want to end mass incarceration. I believe cops should not have qualified immunity, right? Where they don't get charged when they kill somebody. But I can disagree with other points. Now, let me tell you something that I love that you just said there, okay? Because I think it's so important. Progressive actually means that you want things that are that's going to make people's lives better and what you uh, that you need to be different in certain areas to make your life better there's nothing not progressive about that however our elitist progressives have a tendency to believe that you follow one path if you deviate from that path you're no longer one of us okay and we pay, and that's that's a lot of times the difference between the progressive side of the aisle and the right wing or the right MAGA wing. If you step out of line, many times you want to be, ex, they would want to excommunicate you. And brother, I've I've seen you take a lot of heat. I'm not going to give you heat on what you just said about guns because how can I argue with you when you said Pac-Man is not going to be walking home at three in the mornings? Uh, so therefore, there must be some mechanism. There must be some mechanism for you to be able to defend yourself. I bet if I look at you and I asked you, though, hey, brother, brother Black Eve, do you want that guy uh, who we know is a psycho to be able to purchase a gun? You're going to say, hell no. Hell no, bro. <laughs> so, um, you know, right. too many times we, we make a difference where we, what we have to do is make intelligent laws. I don't like guns. I'll just tell you straight up. But I tell you what, if I needed a gun to save my daughter and my wife, I will have to do what it takes to save my daughter and my wife. Police so I don't come, see... Egberto, police come after. They don't come before. They come after the person broke in your house. Right. So if you don't have a fear of home invasions, because you don't live a place where people get home invaded, then maybe you can feel that way. So what I'm saying is, to be real to oneself, I have to I have to stand up for those people who I identify with. Right. You know well, what I'm saying? You. And you have to stand up for the people that you identify because you know that story. You know the story of a a, a black Latino. Right. right. Black Hispanic, right? You know you have a different um history, you have a different upbringing, you have a different environment that you were exposed to. You need to be authentic to that. But where we have common ground, we express that. But we also express our differences. And one of my problems with progressives or this progressive thing, because everybody's different, they should be, is that they all want to sound the same. 
They're no, going to follow a script. And when you deviate, like you say, they have a problem with it. Right. Black Americans own less than 2% of the wealth in America, but we built it for free against our will. And progressives don't want me to talk about that because for the collective, they want us to be united, right? And they say that's divisive to talk about that. But if we don't tackle black economics, what am I doing? Because I know all the problems in the black community, at least most of them, stem from economics. If people ain't hungry, they ain't gonna never be able to pursue the American dream if you if you don't have resources and if you weren't left resources, if your parents couldn't pass down generational wealth. So these types of topics are unpopular because they want this big tent. I wanna, but you know, you know, I, I, I got into a discussion uh, the other day where I, I said, because uh, the progressive who doesn't want to talk about reparations is not a progressive. The progressive who doesn't want to talk about the issues that actually made the that created identity politics is not a progressive. And that is where the dividing line lies. Our elitist progressives are not real progressives. In fact, I, I let me tell you a story. I go, I I I was in net at Netroots. I I go to Netroots every year, the big progressive hoopla. Generally, I am the only uh, black person on Radio Row, okay, where all the, the, the guys go. And um, whenever they're bringing all the, the politicians to interview, many a times I have to go out there and pull the people in because the spotters are not bringing them to my table. They're bringing them to Cedar's table or they're bringing them to TYT's table or they're bringing them to all these others. But you know me, I go out there and get Folks, I don't depend on anybody to get anything for me. I do when I go to Netroots 50 or more interviews, all right? The average guy there, they may do 10, all right? Now, I make sure to interview everybody. If you're there, Tim, you're going you, you to come and sit down and talk to me, brother. I'm going to drag you into to my area, and we're going to talk. The reason I, I brought that up is when, we, when time is dead and we're speaking among each other, that is the thing that I, I go over with. And in fact, I, I've, I've been over this, the same topic that you talked about with a whole lot of these folks where I tell them, I remember telling, uh, what's his name? The guy from the Bold Progressives. I don't remember his name right now. I looked at him and I said, look around. This is Netroots, a progressive, a progressive forum where all of us meet, all progressive bloggers and everybody else meet. Look around. How many of me do you see? How many of... The others do you see? And then he says, yeah, I know. I say, oh, why not? That's because we're not doing our jobs. That's because you're not doing your jobs. You're not making this space. And I, I don't want to say comfortable. I hate that word comfortable. But you're not making this space, uh, the, the word that I want to use, a space where the people feel required to come because mm -hmm. as progressive, we can converge here and really make the changes. So when you speak about those particular issues, you're absolutely right in what you're saying with regards to progressives, but it's incumbent on us. It's incumbent on you mm -hmm. to have that voice and make sure that, you know, you're not going to just say, I'm going to conform. One of the reasons I have certain, I can't get certain interviews is because I don't conform. Go ahead, sir. Wow. 
Yeah, that's that's a sad that's a sad factor, and I understand exactly what you're saying. The more I toned down my message, the more I tried to conform, the more acceptable I was. But the people that I'm advocating for the most, who needed the most, right? Um, they weren't hearing me because everyone loves to hear their, their name called, right. right? Which means they want issues to hit close to home for them. And if you're not going to have a guts to talk about those issues, then how can we, how can we win it? So look, if you want to win the elections and you say we need more voters to come out, there's an untapped stream of black voters who feel disaffected. If we don't want the Republicans getting them, if you don't want Trump getting them, and you really say you want these changes done, you gotta let a brother like Tim Black or Egberto Willis be able to, to address these issues to a crop of people and, and talk in their language and talk about things they care about. If you gatekeep, if you say this is not progressive enough, then you're not gonna get those people. So how are you gonna win those elections? People love to say black women saved the Democrats and saved America. Because we got you got John, into trouble for that, brother. Yeah, Say it. but they, they love saying this. John Ossoff and uh, the other guy in Georgia. Um, yeah, uh, I, I know who you mean. The senator from Georgia. The second yeah, the senator guy from, who just beat Herschel Walker. Yeah, yeah. They say black men, black women saved America, but okay, this time. What about next time? So we got to look at it like I say. We got to look at it like what it is. Cancel culture is another hot topic. Cancel culture, hey, brother. Cancel culture. Over dramatically, over dramatically, uh, over indexes, and impacts black folks. Why? Because everything policing does. That's what policing always does. Before they went after, before they go after the white guy, they go after the black guy. Because that's what America, that's what media does. They go after Bill Cosby first. Why? Because that's the way America's built. So a lot of black people are turned off to cancel culture because of what they seem representative. We all know there's a lot more bad guys in Hollywood than Bill Cosby and R. Kelly. All right, there's a lot more people, right? So why aren't their names ringing out the same? And this is what black people think. This is the way the average working class black person sees these icons from black history, black, uh, black entertainment and say, they love taking our people down, tearing our people down. Why do they keep doing this? Because this is what they're seeing. Now we all know that we all know that cancel culture is basically a play, right, by the right. We, people could call it accountability, whatever you want to call it. I'm against us gaslighting and pretending like this is not a bigger issue than this one person that we're pointing out. Okay? So when it comes to cancel culture, yeah, I think that people should strive to be better people, but we got to stop throwing people away because the people they tend to throw away are people that look like me, and that's what my, my audience sees. So I can't ride with progressives or we got to cancel them, we got to get rid of them and look for someone to slip up. Nah, that's not the politics I want to incorporate because I want these people to be with me when it's time to ride for a Medicare for all. I want these people to be with me when it's time to ride for making changes for our air and our water quality. I want these people to be invested in order to have their ear, man. I can't sound like these people who don't recognize that these new, these types of issues impact us differently. And that's all I'm saying. It impacts us differently, whether the perception to you as you agree or you don't agree, I'm telling you, this is what the word on the street is. The word on the street is cancel culture is garbage. It's bad for us. I can use other words, but I'm respecting your platform. Right. It's bad for us. It impacts us the most. So I'm not going to ride for it because I realize that. 
let me tell you something. I, first of all, I don't believe in cancel culture either. When, when, when we have the people at the universities and shouting them down, no, I think, I think disinfect, it, open eyes is the best disinfectant. But here's the deal. I want to talk a little bit about progressives a little bit further because here's the deal. The gatekeepers of the progressive movement aren't really progressives. And the reason, look, I, I am around a lot of real progressives, and I'm talking black progressives, white progressives of all strides. And they believe in saying, let's talk about reparations. Let's talk about Medicare. Let, let's talk about all these issues. Let's put them in there. And then we have the neoliberal faction that even some of these so-called progressives are really a member of because they are the garden gates for them. They'll make the attempt of, well, we can't do this right now. Well, we can't do this right now. It's absolutely wrong because what it turns out to be is we never do it. That's it. Right. right? We never <laughs> actually approach what we need to approach. So my stance is appalling. My, and, and I'll just tell, tell you straight out. I'm, a, I'm quite a bit less brash than you are. You are effective in your brashness. I'm effective in my uh, more, what is the word that I like to do? Uh, I'm a I'm a bit more conciliatory than you are because but I, like I said I think we need us both the way in the way we in, in the approaches that we make but um, I like the way that um, how how should I put this so to, to best to, to best bring it to the audience I like the way that you 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 shock the person in in such a manner in the way you talk about certain things and then there are people who would have seen your show and then they would have come come to my show and say hey i heard tim say xyz and then i become sort of like your explainer you know it's like the brother is right you know and be able to say so i i think that's why all of us have to occupy this space because absent somebody shocking somebody into thinking and then it's it sticks with them that they have to come and say, okay, well, exactly what did he mean by that? Mm -hmm. It's what is so important in this space, which something that we don't have because against the gatekeepers of the progressive movements, which neither you or I are, are the ones that are trying to keep that message in the form that protects the few. There are no perfect parties. There are no perfect movements. It don't exist, bro. Like, whenever whenever someone's talking as if the Democratic Party has it all figured out, I already know they lo they've lost them. They've lost oh, me. No. They've lost me. And if you and if you're only saying the Democrats got problems, but you can't put out the Republicans have problems, you lost me there too. So right. I'm an equal opportunity offender of both parties. I see where both systems or both uh, both ideologies, conservative and progressive, need a lot of work. And, and and those are labels anyway. Right. And those are those are labels, bro. Most people are good people. Most people are decent people. Thank you for listen. And you know what? People need to hear. Actually, let me just say, people need to hear that more. People need to hear that we acknowledge. We're not coming out there and saying, you're bad, you bad, you bad. We understand that most people are good. And the problem is who their leadership and who are the people they follow, who are the people they they trust. But once you can earn their trust you can actually move things forward. It's deeper than that, Egberto, in my opinion. Some people, they don't even trust these politicians, man. Right. It's like they're looking at it and go, Bernie, or, you know, they go, they go Biden or Trump. That's it. Right. <laughs> they go, I'll pick this guy. That is it. They're not yes. really riding for yes. them. Yes. 
They're not really invested. In they just chose somebody. And if your life is bad enough and you got a guy like Trump telling you, I'm going to make it better, you go, ah, you know, I'm going to take a chance with him. Whoever, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean. But let me tell you, when there's a problem, when there's a fire, and they rush to the house, to the burning house, they don't say, oh, wow, is it a black kid in there or a Latino kid or a gay kid or a straight kid? They don't just get the kid. Right. Get the kid to sit out, and that's what people do. And we don't get an opportunity to say that more often because in reality, this is politics, this is talk. But when there's a, when there's a drowning woman, everyone wants to throw her a life preserver because right. that's what people do. Yes. So we are not the worst of us when we're talking on social media. We are who we are at the at, when it, at time, when the times when the when the rubber meets the road, Egberto. Yes. So always keep that in mind, your audience. Please always keep in mind that people have a lot to say with rhetoric. If you if you watch one video of some negative people, you probably get a lot more because that's how the algorithm works. They don't care if you like it or not. This that you watched it, and if mm -hmm. you comment it, they go, "Oh, it's in the more." But but overall, in my experience of reaching millions of people, people are fundamentally good at heart. A lot of people are fundamentally good at heart. They have bad information. Some of them are ignorant. So they need to be informed. And if I don't grab them with some truth, I never get the opportunity to Love inform. Love that. I think that is the exact place that we need to close this out. But before we close out, tell me this, Tim. Uh, we talk a lot about problems. Let's talk about solutions. How do we, those of us in the the alternate media, but the real media, how do we do it? Solutions. Well, look, at the end of the day, it matters if people vote. I'm never someone that tells people don't vote. You don't have a choice. If you want something done legislatively, you got to vote. So we got to get people engaged. That's our job. That's my mandate. Get people engaged and get them interested in politics. If it's legislation you want, you can't get it unless you have people in office that will suit your needs, that will drive your agenda, that will vote the way you need them to vote, which means you got to vote. So, yeah, I'm radical, but I realize we got to operate within the system to train to change system, systemic issues. It's not all about the current saying something negative in front of Dollar General. It's about... The water company. It's about the healthcare industry. It's about the, uh, the the schools. It's about the education system. It's about the bigger pieces of the puzzle. So don't let the small things and the Karens get you. Remember, you got the fight is legislation if you want to change policy. Tim Black of the Tim Black Show. Check out below. We'll have how you can reach Tim Black, how you can get to his website, how you can get to his YouTube channel and every, everything else about this brother here. And again, I'm pretty sure you guys are going to enjoy uh, what he has to offer for those of you who haven't yet met him. Tim Black, thank you so kind for having been on Politics and Right. Thank you for the opportunity, Egberto. I'll see you soon. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know 
is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.